On this episode, we're talking discipleship, and we're doing so with Bobby Mullins. Bobby, there are discipleship paradigms all over the place. What do you think about that? I think you're right. I think it's something that can take up a lot of time to think about, but it's something very important that we do think about. Absolutely. So, folks, let's meet Bobby in just a moment, and let's talk discipleship truths or myths. Bobby Mullins, you are our guest for this episode. Uh, Bobby, tell us a little bit about yourself as far as where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, southern West Virginia until about the age of 15, and we moved to Maryland, and I stayed there for about five years, and then in the Army after that, Ohio. Okay. So I've been around a little bit. You have been around a little bit. And... um, Married, we're 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 going to meet your lovely spouse the the next episode, and so tell us how long you guys have been married. Uh, Forty nine years. And folks, um, Sherry's sitting right beside Bobby, so he wanted to make sure he got that right. <laughs> Forty nine years uh, celebrating fifty then soon. Soon. Wow. Children. Well, uh, we have five children, four mm-hmm. boys and one girl. And they're they're scattered. They're scattered. We got them in California, West Virginia, uh, two in North Carolina, three in North Carolina. And that's fine. Yeah, that's right. If, yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, and don't ask me their birthdays. That's don't for don't sure. ask the birthdays and the amount of grandkids. I'll ask the amount of grandkids, not the location of grandkids. Okay, just four. <laughs> Four. Just four. Outstanding. <laughs> All right, Bobby, we're talking discipleship, and I wanted you specifically, even though you didn't want to come on to the episode, I wanted you specifically for this episode because you and I have journeyed through some discipleship conversations in the past. Okay. You think that's a fair statement? Yes. Yes. And we have agreed on some areas, and we have decided to agree to disagree on some areas, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we have fun with that. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, Bobby, you've experienced discipleship in multiple church settings. I have. And you've just experienced discipleship with what we've figured out has been false theology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, our folks may remember uh, you and Sherry being baptized fairly recently due right. to a theological understanding of the Trinity. right. And you, your first baptism, which didn't take, um, <laughs> was a baptism that was not in the name of the Trinity. Right. And right. so we've corrected that. Right. Yeah, the church that we attended uh, believed that the Holy Spirit was just a, a, a manifestation of God's power. So when they baptized, they just baptized in the name of the Father and the Son, and then they asked the Spirit to come upon you, but they did not baptize in the Spirit's name, so... Once we realized that, Sherry picked up on on it, and uh, we knew we needed to get that corrected. Yeah, yeah. When the when the spirit's not considered the third person of the Trinity, you you've got some you got some pretty big issues coming yeah. down the path yeah. that way. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Might be a little bit of hindrance to your walk until you get that corrected. Yeah, that's right. Well, in all of that, in the context of discipleship. Okay. So. Let's talk discipleship, and here's how I want to do this, Bobby. I want to have a discussion with you about discipleship, 
really kind of some statements that we often hear, that we often use, that we often speak of, and kind of take the direction of, is that a truth in biblical discipleship, or is that a myth that we've come to believe? Okay. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Well, I've got a few. I'll, I'll state the first one here for us, and then, well, I'm going to get your opinion first. Okay. And we'll have a little back and forth. Okay. So here's the first statement. Discipleship should be prioritized over evangelism. I, I, I don't know if I, can, if I can say that one should be over the other. I don't see how mm. you can really disciple without evangelism, without understanding what you're discipling. How yeah. can you disciple? <laughs> yeah, and so a little context for where this statement comes from. Often in the local church, there is, you know, this competition between discipleship and evangelism, almost as if you have to focus or prioritize one over the other. And and how do you determine what the balance would be? Where do you, how do you do that? Well, I think there's the question that a lot of lo- local churches struggle with, mm-hmm. because it's good. Both are good. Mm-hmm. You want a discipleship. You want to evangelize. Right. Here's what I have found in my ministry experience. I, I'm with you in the sense that I don't think they should be in competition. I don't think one is necessarily any greater than the other. Okay. But I would say there's a, when it comes to the truth or the myth aspect, I would say that this statement is a truth. Not, not that there's a, a lack of equality between the two, but that one is prioritized over the other. And I think here's the healthy balance. If a local church prioritizes evangelism over discipleship, you may have a lot of soul winners, but you're not guaranteed a lot of spiritual depth in that soul winning. If a local church prioritizes discipleship over evangelism, well, depth in discipleship if done correctly, should always produce a missional disciple. Okay. Um, does that make sense? It does. Uh, it is a difficult thing to accomplish. You're saying that the, the teaching should lead one to a missional purpose in their life. Yes. Is that, that's what you're saying on that. Okay. Yes. If... If, if the local church can grow someone in their understanding of the gospel, what the gospel's done for them, how the gospel's commissioned them, that should produce a disciple who desires to be about personal evangelism, who desires to be about missions, you know, who desires to be involved in the community, light and darkness, but the opposite may not always be the case. Someone who may be out there doing evangelism that's not being discipled well, there may not be a, a great spiritual maturity in the evangelist. I think I understand what you're saying. You're saying that the teaching and, and the Christian understanding and perception, the depth, will automatically get one to thinking that as a disciple. Yes, if we can if we can completely remove the flesh from the scenario, it will be an always case. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to get ourselves out of the way, but but yes, I think 
I do see and think that biblical discipleship produces a missional disciple. I think that's the only type of disciple there can be. So you don't think there's a real uh, need time-wise to do the disciple teaching per se as a discipline in itself, but that if you do the teaching of the evangelical side of it, Mm -hmm. you will accomplish both. I hope so. I can see that, yeah. That's at least the, the, the thought of the paradigm that I hold. Now, I would gladly be shown something different, but let's see, I'm about to hit 20 years of vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm 21 years of, of doing ministry and aspiring to all things ministry, but actually getting paid for it, <laughs> 20 years. Right. And I've seen churches that have had a massive push for evangelism. Mm-hmm. And I've seen churches that have had a massive push for discipleship. And I have seen the healthy product come from the local churches that have prioritized discipleship in, in the organi- organization side of the church. And in, uh, in what they accomplish, like in the mission field and that sort of thing? Yes, yes. But do you see a, a problem with the... Christian character side of things. If you are prioritizing discipleship? Yes. Well, because the flesh is involved, yes. Mm-hmm. But that, that prioritizing of discipleship lends itself to not just being missional in purpose, but it lends itself to spiritual maturity, which would be the character issue. Mm-hmm. So if someone is really dedicated to being equipped, mm-hmm. then their character will be shaped as much as their actions will have their commissioning. Right, right. Again, all in theory. Okay. With great hope and prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think for the local church, though, what this idea of prioritizing discipleship over evangelism means then practically mm-hmm. is that when you do something as a local church, you have a focus in that. You have a goal in that. You don't just do it because, well, it's a good thing on the church calendar. Mm-hmm. You, you don't just do it because it makes somebody feel good. You do it because you are equipping your people to go engage the culture, the world, and you're, you're, you're producing that missional component. So when you, when you emphasize the discipleship part and not the evangelical part, do you see then that the people doing the discipleship are handicapped somewhat in their uh, ability to relate the truth, to share the truth in a way that, well, that's that's honest and and, and according to Scripture? Yeah. I, I, yes and no. Um, no in the sense that if discipleship's being done correctly, they're being equipped to how to share the truth. So they're actually being equipped to know how to evangelize. And that, that's, that's very purposeful discipling. Yes, because no matter the efforts of discipleship in the local church, the people have to take ownership to it and of it. 
So if people don't take ownership of it, it doesn't matter what you give them. They will not become missional disciples. So there's a, there's a yes and a no. I think there's very intentional discipleship efforts that need to be made mm-hmm. to, equip, to equip a Bobby Mullins to say, Bobby, you go engage. Well, you're retired now, but before you're retired, your coworkers. Okay, how does Bobby Mullins do that? That's discipleship. Now, does Bobby Mullins go do that? That's, that's an ownership detail of you that the local church cannot require. That'd be a weird church membership, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do you find then um, that someone who does that it, it runs into... Well, that they're doing it correctly, and and I'm, I get hung up on that correctly part. I know, uh, when you when you just share uh, the gospel message, but you want to do it. I guess better than correctly, a better word would be intelligently. Yeah, because I've seen so many instances where people just, I mean, they just approach it like a a, a truck hitting a little car. You know, it's just overwhelming yeah. the way they do it and, and turns people off more than than uh, brings them to the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's almost an evangelistic ploy often of right. you know, statements like, well, you don't want to go to hell, do you? Well, 90% of people are probably going to say, no, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> but do they realize the theological truth of their sin necessitates the wrath of God upon them. That's what they're being saved from. And how are they being how are they saved from that? So is that what you, the intellectual you're doing it with a right. truth I, behind it? Right. And you know, yeah. When when someone does that, when someone rejects when you do that and they reject you. Mm-hmm. The intellectual part about how to handle it. Is that what you're talking about when you're talking about Training them as disciples, I uh, just uh, over evangelism. Oh man, great question. Which I don't know if you did this on purpose, Bobby, <laughs> but you have segued us into the second statement. Uh oh. But I, I think I think somewhere inside of you, you did that, and you're showing that you ought to be the host of the podcast, Bobby. Oh, no, this I is don't a think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk about that, but let, let me state this second statement first regarding discipleship. Okay. Truth or myth, Bobby, going for you first. Truth or myth, discipleship should focus on theology over hmm. Christian principles or Christian living. Does the statement uh, make sense? Would we flesh it out does, a little bit? And, and I think uh, basically that's the truth. That's a true statement. Okay. And, but there are problems. <laughs> uh, I know in some notes that I read it said uh, theologically the answer would be no. But uh, in a practical sense, from where the church works, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that, is that what you're asking on that? Did I get that correctly? Yeah. For me, it would be truth. Okay. That, that statement will be truth. And it goes back to your evangelism scenario. I'd, I'd much rather be producing a missional disciple who is theologically equipped 
than a disciple who's who's just been told how to parent their kid. Right. You know, I I, I want both, but I'm gonna I'm gonna begin with the theology because everything we do in Christian living is rooted in our theology. It's not vice versa. Right. And I think a lot of times in the local church, we begin with the Christian living, and, and we say, do this, but we rarely connect it back to, why do we do that? What's the theological principle behind it? So start with theology, bring the application of that theology into every area of Christian living. And that's, that's finances. Why, why do you do, why do you treat them? your money the way that you do. Well, there's a theological root to that conversation. That's that's marriage, that's parenting. There's theological roots to that. What even ecclesiology, why does the church function the way it does? Well, there's theological roots to those things. So the theology, as much as it guides our methodology, that's our starting point in discipleship. So let's journey through the theology and then bring the application to the Christian living principles. Right. That's 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 where my mind went to when it when you asked the question about the uh, theology and discipleship, which one is more important to be taught? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we need more days in the week so we can do both. <laughs> I don't know, Bobby. I- Preachers only work one and a half days a week. They at least give us a half on Wednesdays now. So ah, pretty good if job. you gave I'm us more, more people don't get into it. <laughs> we, we'd have to do two and a half if there was more days in the week. <laughs> I, I know you work a lot of days and a lot of hours. So, well, I I also I also have experienced an area of caution when Christian living is 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 focused on more than theology is. You too easily can run the journey of legalism and a works-based religion rather than a faith that has been captured by grace. So if, if I teach a parenting class, I don't know why parenting is the example that comes to mind, but if I teach a parenting class and talk about how, how Christian parents should parent their children. And I give five practical applications. Well, I've just introduced those five practical applications as if, well, if you don't do these five things, you may not be a believer. That's dangerous. Hmm. If we see the reason that we are Christian parents because grace has captured us in Christ and the purpose of our parenting to our children through that grace. We, we don't produce legalistic standards. We, we produce principles to rely on. And it's easy, it, there's, it's easy to see churches that, that do the legalism part where they, they focus on the one part, say, on going out in missional work, mm-hmm. and and they put such a heavy emphasis on it that uh, it it defeats the purpose of what missional work is all about. Yeah, yeah, and 
you know, anytime you try to coerce or force things to happen in the church, you rarely have the heart of the individual that comes along. So missions, for example, you know, if if there was a membership requirement that said you had to go on one mission trip every five years, mm-hmm. you'd be taking a lot of people on mission trips who would be not good team members on a mission trip. Mm. You want people to take ownership of missions and have the heart to want to be there. That that's where the the healthiness in the local church would would come from. And uh, and you th- and what do you think is the best way to accomplish that? Is that through the the preaching, the evangelism? I, I do. I think it goes back to the means of grace, to how we as Christians enjoy Christ in us. So preaching obviously is a part of that. I think our corporate worship gathering and everything we do, the praying, the singing, the preaching. I think our 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 ministry events enjoying spending time with our church body. I mean, we recently had a vacation Bible school in the summer. I mean, we, we had 70 to 80 adults that yeah. were involved. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. But spending three, four days with our church body doing those things, mm-hmm. I think that's where the benefit comes in for the developing of the heart and the desire. Okay. Okay. Not Not forcing it. Right. Yeah. They were all volunteers, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. So focus on theology over Christian living, Christian principles. Does that mean that you negate Christian living and Christian principles? No. It just means that you make sure you connect it back to the theological foundation. Okay. The understanding of what Christ is and what he wants and how to be like him. Yes. In, in every way, yeah. Yeah. A- answer the why question. Ask the why question and answer the why question. Why does the preacher preach the way that he does? There must be a theological reason behind it. Why do we do the Lord's Supper the way we do? There must be a theological reason behind it. <laughs> We're talking discipleship. Why do we do discipleship the way we do? Well, maybe there's a theological reason behind it. So ask the why question. I think that's very beneficial. Do you think Raleigh Road needs to up their discipleship game? Uh, I think we always need to ask the why question. And do we know the answer to the why question? If not, let's ask it, let's answer it, and then see if we need to tweak it. Hmm. I think that one of the big details a local church should prioritize is how they are discipling, discipling their people, and what kind of disciples being produced by the efforts. Now, that what allows for like, a lot. What would you like to see happen as far as uh, the community goes and discipleship? I know we've done some work uh, out in the community behind the church, mm-hmm. those sorts of things, and we got the Honduras Mission Group. Mm-hmm. you got the church down in South Carolina. Uh, would you like to see more? I think so. Again, not forced, mm-hmm. but organically. Mm-hmm. The more that the church is equipped, the more the church should engage. And that should be in our local community, and that should be in this state and across this world. So if 
if the equipping is being done in a healthy manner, we should see organically more engagement. Okay. And that's what you uh, are working at with the equipped classes like you do on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we, we want to equip people well so that they can engage properly. I think we've got one class coming up soon about apologetics. Well, that's going to not only develop the disciple and their understanding, but it's going to develop the opportunities and the abilities to engage other people. Mm. Apologetics. Yes. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it does, and it does not mean you're apologizing about anything. So. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bobby, here's another, here's another statement regarding discipleship. Okay. Truth or myth, discipleship is personal. I think that's true. Tell me. Tell me why. Because it's done, it's done personally. It's done in a personal way. I mean, that's my understanding that discipleship and, and what's required of a follower of Christ is that personal interaction with other people, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, someone in the church that maybe uh, just needs a good ear to listen to them mm-hmm. or needs some advice on something, or if it's someone in a community that you may have an opportunity to tell about either the church mm-hmm. or especially about Christ or something like that. When I think of discipleship, that's where my mind goes. It, it almost sounds like you're describing that... The, what we talked about earlier, the taking ownership of it. Right. This is your responsibility to grow and mature. Mm-hmm. Would that be a fair way to, is that how you're thinking through it? I think so. When you when you do it, I mean, even if you think you're doing it for someone else, you're going to benefit if you do it mm-hmm. Christ-like, if you do it right. Yeah. You, you, you've got to benefit from it because you're being obedient to what Christ wants you to do. Yeah. So you would have to benefit, yes. So... That'd be the thought process of you have to be a disciple and yes. you have to be a disciple maker. Yes. You, you can't have one without the other. Yes. Okay. I, I agree with that, but um, there are so many, I mean, how many different ways can that work out, you know, and, and the situation that people are in. Yeah. Uh, you take someone, say, in a retirement home with very little that may not be the best example because they could do other people in a retirement home. But uh, some people have limited access sure. and resources to do things like that. Yes, and so you're talking season of life, maybe stage yes, of that, life. Yes, it would have a big impact on what you could do, yes. Yeah. I mean, um, a, a younger couple with three young kids, I know that scenario well. <laughs> I'm not calling myself young now because my kids call me old, but uh, they were once young, and I was once young, according to them. But the the time that they have, the time that a couple of young kids has, it's it's minimal for the sake of being able to do some of the disciple-making aspects. Mm-hmm. But, well, I don't know, Bobby, does retirement life offer a little bit more time? It offers more time. It may not offer more opportunities. It depends on mm-hmm. lifestyle. Some some retirees do a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. or are involved in a lot of uh, organizations. 
Yeah. Some are not. Some are more homebodies and, and do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it would take a, a purposeful uh, effort and decision-making for those type people to get out and do a lot of discipling. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be very purposeful. And, and which one are you out of the categories of retirees that you just mentioned? I'm a homebody. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, um, Bobby just uh, made the statement that he is at home on a regular basis. So if you would like to engage in disciple and, and disciple making, then just swing by Bobby's house anytime and just, you know, give him a heads up you're coming and y'all sit and talk Bible for a little while. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime. So discipleship is personal. I'm going to agree with what you stated. It, it's in the ownership aspect. I've got to take this and own this. Mm-hmm. Is discipleship always done personally or individually? Uh, I'm sure it's not always done that way, no. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I kind of thought you might, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I can't think of anything right off except like a, a missional effort on a, on a, as a church body, as a congregation. or. Um, well, I'm just thinking about, you know, on the personal side of things, you can engage mm-hmm. the Word mm-hmm. and spend time in prayer okay. y- yourself. Mm-hmm. But... When it comes to the local church setting, the corporate gathering, the discipleship there is not directed to the individual. It's directed to the body. Oh, okay. I got you. You know, a, a small group, our life group settings, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're journeying through a text and conversation with others, and you see more often those contexts of others, you know, growing together. Mm-hmm. You're better together. Two's mm-hmm. better than one. All right. I wonder, Bobby, here would be a fascinating study, especially in the New Testament with the church age. When we see discipleship being mentioned or referred to or, or in application, are the mentions more of the individual, let's say the personal quiet time, or more in the context of community? Give it real fast, one more time. Okay, well, and I'll, I'll I'll explain it a little differently. Okay, Paul told Timothy, and and trust, you know, and, and trust the treasure and trust the gospel mm-hmm. to others, so that clear disciple making, mm-hmm. commissioning. Paul told Titus, men train up men, women train up women, mm-hmm. and they and you just got the great commission, Te- teaching all things I observe. So you. Go, make disciples. Mm-hmm. When discipleship is mentioned in, in such those scenarios, is, is it more in the context of community? That it's, it's not just one individual. There's multiple people engaged in the process. Or is it more on the individual? I just wonder which one's referred to more. Well, I don't know that it, it's clear exactly how. I, I think in the context, it, he's probably talking community since he was talking to ministers. Mm-hmm. 
That would be my guess. I'm not sure that the scriptures make that clear. It could go either way, I would think. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that's the intent of the scriptures, but it does seem to lend itself more to the community side of things, Mm -hmm. that you're growing with others as much as you're growing individually. Right. And I, I I wonder if that's a detail that our current culture needs to address because we are so, we are so much about the individual right that to be in the community of others may have more benefit in our discipling process and journey than we give credit for you're talking about when we go out in the community no 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 in the local church in the local church okay. here amongst other believers mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a great benefit in that yeah Kind of that uh, iron sharpening iron type right, mentality. Right. Kind of like, uh, kind of like what we do in our life groups. I mean, when when we're discussing scripture, you know, everybody, everybody has a chance to uh, participate and grow and and learn. Yeah, and some people, Bobby, like you, have the spiritual gift of stirring the pot. <laughs> I don't know anybody else that's like you <laughs> with that. Uh, well, I don't know what how to take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I think some people might take that in a negative way, but well, I don't know. No, I think it's a spiritual gift. I just hadn't found it in Scripture yet. But I'll, when <laughs> okay. I get there, Bobby, I'll, I'll make sure. Okay. A- asking hard questions and asking good questions is very much needed. Okay. Um, hey, let's do one more statement, then we'll, we'll wrap things up. Discipleship okay. is all about the right programs and the right ministries. Truth or myth? Well, it's always good to have the right program and the right ministries, but okay, I don't helpful. think it's limited to... Um, Uh-oh, it sounds like it's a middle ground answer here. Well, I, I think <laughs> I think you can benefit from any sincere effort to understand okay. and to do community. It doesn't have to be top-of-the-line stuff every time. And uh, Is it all about programs and ministries? Is it all about that? No, there's the individual thing too what what we do as individuals yeah is that is that answer your question on that yeah well yes and that's where i was headed with it to me the statement discipleship is all about the right programs and the right ministries i think that's a myth i would agree with that i I don't think it's uh that's that's kind of where we got into trouble isn't it on the mega churches and all this stuff where um you know we play the right music we get more people come in. Well, yeah, you can do things that appear helpful, but mm-hmm. actually are hindering the disciple. Right. They're making it easy. They're making it comfortable. They're, they're not placing them outside of their comfort zone. And zones. putting the focus on the wrong thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think when it comes to the discipleship in the local church, mm-hmm. that just as you mentioned, the right ministries, the right programs, they can be helpful. They can be, certainly, because... It, that's how you measure things. That's that's how you know what you're producing or who you're producing based on what your efforts are. But if discipleship is only seen inside a local church in an organized manner, I think you're missing out on biblical discipleship. I think biblical discipleship has both the organizational aspect to it and the organic aspect to it. So come to the church-sponsored, church-led programs and ministries, absolutely. But do not discredit the coffee shop conversations. 
Do not discredit the lunchtime conversations. Do not discredit the uh, the husband-to-wife, wife-to-husband conversations. Do not discredit all those other conversations that are out there that you didn't plan for and that you didn't have a curriculum for, but you had the truth of God's Word that was guiding you. Well, if an individual is really a follower of Christ, uh, that is such a deep thing. You can never get, learn everything. So if you're really seeking to understand and to grow in Christ, that's what's going to be on your mind. And if that's what's on your mind, it's going to come up in your conversations, whether it be uh, in the coffee shop mm-hmm. or between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And I think you've done a great job in turning people's minds to asking questions and to seek understanding of mm-hmm. these things. You have rocked so many boats and stepped on so many toes. <laughs> hey, I don't know how to take that, Bobby. <laughs> I take it positive. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Take it from somebody who come from a lot of wrong teaching. I know that uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, uh, that's great. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Well, Bobby, I appreciate the time that uh, you have given for this, even though you didn't want to be here. (laughs) But you know what? I've not found anybody that when I've asked them to come to do a podcast episode that they've said, oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Well, actually, Blake Johnson did. He was all for it. He's all for it. I've got to have him back at some point in time. But I appreciate your time. You bet. I think we'll end with this. We're talking discipleship, truth, or myth. Uh, Let's end on a truth. Discipleship is paramount required, vital, necessary for the local church. True. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, Listeners, thank you. Next time you see Bobby around the church building, uh, be sure to ask him hard theological questions. Until (laughs) next time.